Welcome back to It Was Murder. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I jumped the gun. Uh, <laughs> we're the number one heart to heart podcast ever. <laughs> Prove me wrong. If you can't tell why. <laughs> uh, I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, we have to talk about <laughs> hearts on their toes. Hearts on their toes. <laughs> we must talk about it. So many so many fake Russian accents. I can't believe it. Relentless. And one actual Russian who was American. But we'll get into that what? after we... Uh, Try to sum up the plot of this fucking episode. Uh, minute, Maxime. <laughs> uh, what's what's Russian for minute? Minuet. Minute. <laughs> uh, my not. My not. Uh, it's our my not max. Yeah. And Joe starts. Uh, I yeah. So Ooh. I want to say before I begin, we went to bars in LA for the first time in a year. Yeah, last night yeah. We, we went to two bars. Corey, our guest. Oh on our last shit, podcast, we went to three bars. We went to three bars. He's still in town, wow. and we did a bar crawl across Echo Park and Silver Lake. We, and, we had one drink at each, <laughs> and then we—that's after we got home from that. We decided to watch this Heart to Heart episode. So forgive my memory. A lightweight night. <laughs> yeah, it, I was pretty. I got sloshed. Uh, I was drinking mezcal. So. We watched it. We started it. I fell asleep while we were watching it once again. And then this morning or today finished it. So I don't know what happened in this episode. I got to watch it so, one and a half times. To be honest, this is going to be my worst minute max in history. All right. <laughs> Hearts on their toes. Let me think for one moment. All right. The hearts are in L.A. <laughs> uh, Jennifer's taking a class, a ballet class, because the Russian ballet is in town uh, and they're performing their last show, I think, or something. I don't know. Jonathan and Jennifer go to this, the ballet and they see this performance. And then after it, someone gets killed and they show that it's the ex of uh, this girl who the, the lead dancer is in love with. and he goes to the hearts to say to seek asylum because he wants to be an American. So he wants to leave Russia and the FBI and the KGB think that he killed this person. So, but the hearts are trying to help him out because they know he didn't do it somehow. I don't know how they know that, but they just trust him. And so he wants to be with the one he loves. Uh, and the ex is just like stalking around. They're trying to figure out who did it. I kind of forget what else happened. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan jumps out and puts a tree in front of a bow and arrow so that the lead dancer doesn't get shot. And then they wrestle. And then the end. <laughs> and that's the whole ep. Might as well be. Mm-hmm. Elon. Okay. Good luck. Um. Okay. Okay. Hearts on their toes. So the hearts are patrons of whatever ballet has this Russian ballet guy who's the best dancer in the world right now happening. And there is um, a not very good, uh, but still very, very good male ballet dancer who hates him and is in love with his partner. They're both in love with her, but she's in love with the Russian. So that guy accidentally stabs 
a Russian guy in makeup that he thinks is Yuri, who he hates. But instead, he, it is, as he says, oh, my God, Vladimir. And then the hearts have a party. Yuri dis announces that I am defect. And then a cold war ensues between Jonathan and an FBI agent. They're like, he can't defect because he might may or may not have killed Vladimir. And there's a lot of KGB-ish subterfuge. Max gives the... Um, now defecting Russian, the station wagon keys, a bunch of other shit happens. The heart's gate buzzer buzzes really loud for some reason for like a minute and a half. And then um, people jump around on some roofs. Max makes some sexist jokes and the end. And that's the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't think I have to do one. Uh, I think, okay, I think cool, you guys right. really covered it. We did a good job. <laughs> Ellen's eyes just turned Bright glowing red. It's crazy. Um, okay. You just, well, you just illuminated me to a point of the plot that I really did not realize at all. <laughs> so Joe now, did? no, you did. I, oh. same here. Was it the part about the station wagon? No. <laughs> no. I feel like I might have dwelled on that a little longer than it merited <laughs> since it was actually just the way he drove to a pivotal scene that I didn't mention at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I might, I might he get chose to it. the station wagon. I might get to it in my, in my Minimax, but let's see. Oh my God. We'll get to it no matter what, but I'm excited for you. <laughs> okay. Hearts on their toes. Uh, the hearts are apparently ballet dancers and Jennifer is allowed to uh, be <laughs> Jennifer and Jonathan are allowed to be in the final performance of Russian ballet uh, in Los Angeles. But before that, uh, Xander Berkeley, who is not a ballet dancer, which is evident from his rehearsal period, <laughs> uh, stabs to death. One of the dancers in the Russian ballet. Uh, I thought he did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> Uh, then we find out he didn't. He I found out from Ellen that he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that he was stabbing Yuri, who's the sweet, floppy-haired, not actually Russian, Russian ballet dancer who wants to defect to America to be with Michelle, who's actually Russian. And uh, anyway, a um, bunch of bullshit happens. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> they... Not uh, allowed. The, the hearts end up in the final performance that this Russian ballet is performing and Jonathan saves the day. <laughs> We're allowed to say a bunch of bullshit happens. Are I we? have no more time. I was running out of time. Because <laughs> I'm just that's going to be. If we can say mayhem ensues. That's going to be my minute max from now on. A bunch of bullshit oh, happens. <laughs> speaking of speaking of mayhem okay. ensues, uh, we happen to have a real live. Oh, God. Uh, Sisler Family Playhouse Minute Max <laughs> on deck. Sisler Family Ballet House. So now, now we'll know right. what actually yeah, happened. Now and, we can know. And maybe everybody knows this, but it's La Chasse, which is part of Giselle, which is actually like a classic, but one of my favorite ballets because oh. it's spooky. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, um, hmm. But it's used, of course, <laughs> they used that. It's just like a made-up version of that with them because there's hunting. Anyways. All right. Here we go. The Sisler Family Playhouse presents Hearts on Their Toes. Jennifer works out with a ballet company, and oh my god, why are her legs so long and shapely? Yuri and Vlad <laughs> argue over who has the bigger tutu. I'm boinking in the rain, just boinking in the rain. Vlad gets impaled by Xander Berkeley from 24. Yuri and Blonde Dancer Michelle make out in the kitchen while Max gets drunk on love. Darling, that's vodka. Oh yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Hart, sorry to interrupt horizontal mumble, but I am defect. Hearts get leaned on by Vladimir Putin with hair. 
Where do they find these dorky FBI agents anyway? Yuri runs to the bosoms of his girlfriend. Jonathan beats the Hamatashin out of the KGB agents, allowing Yuri to escape. <laughs> so is Brad dead or not? Some people have a podcast to run, you know. Mayhem ensues. The hard to use Michelle to set up Xander Berkeley without the help of Jack Bauer. Jonathan and Jennifer save the day by putting on costumes and rolling around on the floor. But darling, isn't that just a typical Saturday morning at 11 for them? Good point, darling. Oh, my the God. End. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love oh. that. I love that reaction. I feel so exposed. <laughs> Why? Do we need to take a break and pause the recording? <laughs> Do you need to put a shawl on? <laughs> and away we go. Um, oh, my God. Hamantashen. I yeah, I like any Hamantashen shout out. I have to Okay, we can agree. So this this episode is full of shit. Yes. Americans with bad Russian accents, although the KGB uh agent's accent I thought was the best. Hmm. But then the blonde woman who is playing an American, the way she speaks, you can also tell that she is not Yes. American. <laughs> I I just thought maybe she was a weird Canadian. I thought she was a horrible actor. I think she was just a horrible actress. She is Russian by lineage. I don't think that she was born in Russia, but she is oh, Russian by she lineage. Talks. She's the only one. Oh my god! She the speaks in the same halting cadence that the people speaking in fake Russian people attempting to speak English languages. But there were so many um, lines that captivated me, although I don't know if it's just, is it comedy or is it insensitive? But my, it starts off so quickly when Yuri and Vladimir, the two male, um, I'm assuming principal soloist and principal dancers of this visiting Russian company. They are wearing their crazy costumes, which are like colorful <laughs> classic style bathrobes and more makeup than Ming the Merciless in, in uh, <laughs> <laughs> Flash Gordon. And they start screaming at each other about how one of them is doing something that's referred to as that fooling business. Mm -hmm. um, and he says he cannot dance. When someone, when he has, and he gestures wildly at the identical looking to him guy in the other Cossack stylized bathrobe. And he says, this peacock primping at the back of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> primping at the back of me. And that that was Vladimir Ducka Ducka Ducka. <laughs> Vladimir. According to the FBI. Dukadovsky. Ducka Ducka Ducka. Dukadovsky. It's not the funniest joke, though. No, it was a it was a lame joke, but I will say that watching it the second time today this afternoon, I suddenly found it funny. <laughs> oh, really? I did. I was just like, this is so stupid that this yeah, is funny. Pretty silly. It was. A, so you're saying just give it time. I'm saying I'm saying that it it aged well. It's, it's a, a very Armasinian joke. <laughs> well, yes. I didn't this I, episode. I also didn't know that the that he didn't mean to kill I had no idea. I thought he was trying to kill just a bunch of people. Well, that's why he said, "Oh my god." He goes, "Oh my god, Vladimir." Uh, the Oh, that's right. After he stabs him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh my god. I think Vladimir. I was I was huh. like imparting way more uh <laughs> way more value on that scene like i thought he might have been being like oh shit i can't believe i just killed my friend or you know <laughs> i did this on purpose but wow mm -hmm. i can't believe i did that but no it's heart to heart 
It's because they're both wearing identical Ming the Merciless makeup. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and they both have 1982 um, fake Russian ballet dancer hair mm. that he confuses them. Mm. Um, and his although face. he shows up for, he shows up to murder somebody without bringing a weapon. He pulls the dagger. He finds it in the dressing room. It's like an actually yeah. sharp costume dagger. Yeah. But then he plunges it into Vladimir's stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, Vladimir's like a head and a half taller than Yuri, which I noticed because I did watch the episode this time and I did watch the That Fooling Business scene a couple times because I thought it was so hilarious. <laughs> His face yeah, when he was, he after he got stabbed, was incredible. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's just, uh, it's a classic, as Joe would say, it's an oopsie. It's an oopsie. Part <laughs> of Christopher. Oopsie. oopsie I killed the wrong uh, Russian male ballet dancer. I made an oopsie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this episode for me, I, I don't know why. I just don't know why. A lot of um, individual lines jumped out at me, whether it was because of the bad, fake Russian person trying to speak English or just because some of the things that were said were just like serious triggers for me. But my favorite thing that anybody said was the wooden woman that I thought was maybe um, Canadian. Sorry, Canada. She's, I've decided to do something that may not please you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that line. I wrote that line down. I was like, this, I'm going to say this in meetings and stuff. I'm just going to, this is my new all purpose, like heads up thing. Yeah. Instead of doing what I might normally do, which is, or the incredibly gendered. Um, I'm sorry to, you know, I just mm, like that one. I'm just going to think I, decided <laughs> yeah. to do something that may not please you. <laughs> I love the decided. <laughs> yeah, I've decided to do something that may not please you. Mm-hmm. Which is which is almost like ruder because it's like I, I weighed the options. And I knew that it would displease <laughs> you and I decided mm-hmm. to do it. I searched my faculties for <laughs> yeah. something that I could do mm-hmm. that wouldn't displease you. Yeah. I can't find it. Mm-hmm. Here, you, here we go. <laughs> but in the context of the episode, she's actually says it differently like we all hear it where it's like i've deliberately chosen to not to displease you but she's saying i've decided to do something that may not please you (laughs) um in her halting fashion yes in her pale purple wearing halting fashion uh i do want to i do want to interject really see how i use fashion in a different way there (laughs) like Uh, i'm i'm down but i'm not out you guys (laughs) the actor that played boris lermontov is it the ballet monk? The, the coach? Maestro. <laughs> yeah. This guy? The maestro, yeah. Uh, Alexander Mintz is his name, and he is actually Russian, like actually oh. from Russia, Russian. Hmm. So good job, Alexander Mintz, who died in 1992. Oh. Um, but the, but the, that ballet rehearsal scene goes on so long. My first note was, did Brian De Palma direct this episode? Because it was, right. this episode is like filled with long, long takes. Right. Like these Gate really long buzzer, shots. Ballet thing. And it, it sounds like, Eric, like you and I both noticed that everyone else is is following the maestro's instructions and doing all of the positioning and everything, except Christopher, except who Berkeley. just stands there and waves his arms around, mm-hmm. kind uh, of at the same time as everybody else. But he does not move his legs even once. Yeah. It was Joe, Joe said that. Actually, it wasn't was rehearsal. Like, it was class. Yeah, he was it was like, ballet class. 
that guy's not a dancer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's obvious. I think you actually said that's the villain because he's not a dancer. <laughs> I did. I don't remember saying I think that. You did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was really bizarre. Can you not even just try to move your legs a little bit to fit in with the scene? That was so weird. Yeah. I did not. Well, understand why would you that. even show him where it's obvious? Because he's also wearing like those kinds of sweatpants that everybody wears in a chorus line or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dancer, so I don't know where that dance work comes from. But then, yeah, that was just kind of like, ugh. And yeah. I just don't understand. He also said something that I don't know what it means. Did he say to Yuri after the performance, which is also a very weird scene? So, Yuri and Vladimir, after screaming at each other about who can't be a peacock prinking, primping at the back of who and who is <laughs> has fooling business, uh-huh. they share a dressing room. So they're in there with their being the merciless makeup, like wiping it off and whatever. And then <laughs> the hearts come in to be like, Yuri and Vladimir's all fuck this shit. And he walks out. And then while the hearts are actually speaking to Yuri, that Michelle woman mm. just says, excuse me, while they're talking and hands a rose to him and i just thought <laughs> what is happening right yeah. and then that christopher guy comes in later and he says he says oh yuri your double doubles knocked me out oh <laughs> what does that mean double double like spins a spin move i don't know did he did he stop by in and out uh, <laughs> is it is it like the ballet equivalent being like oh um big up to your triple sow cow yes like a sow cow yeah, yeah that has double, to be double. it he might he might not have said double double Maybe he said something else. I like double double. Did as he say a animal move. style? Did he say? <laughs> it just sounded like he said to him as a fake congratulation because, of course, it just ends up sounding petty and envious. Where he says, mm. "Your double doubles knock me out," and then they have that weird moment where you know that guy hates him. Mm. Later on, aren't Yuri and <laughs> bye? <laughs> Your double doubles knock me out. <laughs> Yuri and Michelle. Stop primping at the back of me, Joe. <laughs> I'm primping at the front I'm of you. Tired of, I'm just tired of this fooling business <laughs> that we have. Why are you making it forgive so complicated? Uh, <laughs> I am I, I, I insist that you guys forgive and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have decided to do something that may not please you. Oh. Is it the primp at the back of us? <laughs> and Vladimir said, I don't understand. What's her name? Michelle? Michelle. Michelle and Yuri are making out in a room and Jonathan comes in to get ice and they they just continue to make out in the room with him in there. And he inappropriately talks to them for like way longer than anyone should who's like, I've walked in on people making out, Mm -hmm. which I I mean, it's his house. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, but Jonathan's house. Yeah. Or they are the guests, but they're not going to stop making Again, out. Again, it's okay. I think that if if I walk into a room and people are making out that I've invited to my home, mm-hmm. uh, I am allowed to say whatever the fuck I want to them, <laughs> including like get a room somewhere yeah. else. You're also allowed to leave the room immediately. <laughs> yeah. But I I personally would have left the room. Yeah. Jonathan decided to like throw a few Hang one-liners out. <laughs> uh-huh, totally. This was a comedy-heavy episode, and none it of it was. landed. None of it landed. It was land. like the least funny comic episode. This episode is rough. It's rough. It wasn't boring, though. I will say it wasn't boring. I, I was mm-hmm. never really bored. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, mm-hmm. I was so stunned at how, like, what? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> that it kept me interested the entire time. Mm-hmm. It was good for the pacing. True. For that. True. That part of I it mean, was good. <laughs> yeah. 
I do like any time that a stage play or whatever, you know, rehearsal or something is used as a device. And the heart, heart to heart has used that before. Yeah. I love it when anybody uses that where it's a loaded gun or a real knife or real bow and arrow. I'm always just like, yes, that's always the perfect yes. trick. I love that too. I didn't realize that Jonathan and Jennifer were supposed to be in that performance. Yeah, what the fuck? They, they were being trained at the beginning to be in a performance with the Russian ballet. That doesn't make any sense. I thought it, I thought they were there. I thought Jennifer was like maybe working on a story with the lead dancer guy. And Jonathan, like, Jonathan says to Jennifer at one point, honey, you're a dancer. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, is she? Really? <laughs> when? Since when? Okay. When Renaissance woman. Ever get, your, get, I, your, get your bag, girl. Like, do your thing. But <laughs> I wasn't clear on that. I thought that Jennifer was just doing, because she's their big patrons, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, "Oh, I'm part of the theater, friends of the theater circle, or whatever." And so I, I thought that they just sort of warmed their way into the performance. That it wasn't something they were actually supposed so, to do. Jonathan were, says, "We're all dancing tonight." But they were, they were in the like we know for a fact they were in the performance. <laughs> but I, I right. didn't think it was a plan. I thought it was they and, put on and, costumes and just were hanging around to like try to find the murderer. No, because she they were in they were in rehearsals. That that was definitely a class or a warm up that we see in the first episode, but it was or the first uh, segment. But they were in the performance. <laughs> what the like fuck? when Jennifer when they come back to the performance venue to search the dressing room yeah jennifer talks to the guy the the old like dressing room keeper mm-hmm. and says i'm one of the dancers and he's like oh you dancers blah 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 and it's like yeah you are actually you were you were 100 a part of this entire thing wild that does not seem like something jonathan would do and jonathan no, with his jonathan singing in the rain mon- montage that was so inappropriate but- I, uh, did not really get that scene. <laughs> Jennifer is, she's sitting in on the class. It's a class before the rehearsal because the maestro calls um, for everyone to take a break. Class is over and rehearsal. If you're in rehearsal, come back. Okay. So Jennifer is just, she's just dropping in because she donates a lot of money to the okay. staff. Okay. And so the hearts being in the ballet is actually them just kind of Scooby doing it. But yeah. That, okay. Uh, that, that suddenly makes so much. Yeah. There's a, obviously a lot of this episode that I just took at face value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes way more sense. To me. That makes a lot more sense. But also during the whole time they were Scooby doing amongst the <laughs> ballet people, I was mm-hmm. thinking they would definitely be noticed. There's not that many performers in this ballet. Uh, well, Yuri, my favorite scene in the episode was uh, after like the whole thing is happening and they're warming up for the final performance. Yeah. Jonathan goes up to Yuri, who is warming up, and he's in his like stupid plastic wolf mask. A cat mask. And he says to, to Yuri... Let me know if you see anything unusual. And Yuri says, unusual like yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that and exchange he, was hilarious. It was me. great because Yuri gave him such sass. It was such a gay, sassy mm-hmm. moment from him. Because he's get out of here. Because, because he's constantly pleading the mm-hmm. entire time yeah. there with that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. I thought that was really adorable. Yeah. <laughs> the delivery then, on that one, it was it was amazing. That was it his moment. Felt like completely out of a different toned and episode then, and even Jennifer, Jennifer Jennifer gives him shit she's just having fun because mm-hmm. he's like 
like tell me if you see anything weird and she says weird in this crowd and yeah it's she's just having a great right. time she's asked him about the dentist yeah jonathan is taking um stopping christopher very very seriously yeah no one else seems to be necessarily doing that but when he did it it stressed me out so much that that was such a serious performance of a ballet jonathan stopping it made it more stressful i would have Rather, the guy just got shot to not interrupt this dance. <laughs> I think because Christopher already has a track record of killing uh, people by mistake, that it's really everyone else in the ballet, not Yuri, that should be terrified. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> because true. Christopher's crazy, like, drop the dagger, Vladimir, oh my God, or oh my God, Vladimir <laughs> situation. It's like, oh. No, dude, no. Mm, but he was ready to do it again. Like he was hiding in the dressing room and the hearts go there. And he's How long was he hiding in that dagger. dressing room? Also, for, days, he didn't even know days. that they were going to be, they didn't even know they were going to go be going there. That was kind of a <laughs> ad lib little trip. So was he trying to find out if Vladimir was actually dead? Because this is the other point of the episode that really confused the fuck out of me was, mm -hmm. did Vladimir die? Was the KGB just covering up the fact that one of their uh, comrades was murdered in America because they say they put him on a plane like he, was, no he didn't idea. die and they put him on a plane but instead they went like threw him in a wood chipper like <laughs> probably you have to because politically speaking and they touch on on it in the episode briefly whenever he's like when they go around and around about is Vladimir dead which ends up kind of being more interesting in many ways than some of the other actual stuff True. that's supposed to be happening it's like is vladimir dead um if a russian national who's there as a cultural exchange um is murdered on american soil you can you can't tell people that mm. <laughs> like you can't i mean like the the then soviet union they're not going to let that happen so i believe vladimir vladimir is dead and that the kgb cleaned it up okay i i that's that's my takeaway as well and i i do think we should discuss the uh political climate of the time <laughs> and that because this episode doesn't exist if there wasn't if there isn't a cold war right mm -hmm. this episode has multiple miniature cold wars yeah it's a full-on russians are bad episode mm -hmm. or soviets are bad sorry mm -hmm. yeah Soviets uh, are bad there yeah like a lot of very cliche garbage it was just silly to me this it was like Dare I say Muppety? Like this was a bit of a Muppety <laughs> episode without the yeah. without the like love of Muppets. I mean, we've involved. Already, Ellen already compared it to Scooby Doo, so yeah. I'd say I mean, well, every episode can be compared to Scooby Doo. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting to think about where, of course, the plotline comes from of, of people, you know, defecting. Like that was such a thing, and when it did happen, it was huge news always. And when you think of two of the world's most, the 20th century's most um, well-known and some of the most gifted male ballet dancers are, of course, Rudolf Nureyev and Mikhail Brishnikov, and they both defected from the Soviet Union, mm. although many years apart. Yeah. Um, Mikhail Brishnikov defected in the 70s, 1974, 73, 74. He defected to Canada. And Rulof Nureyev defected in Paris. And then Baryshnikov defected in Sex and the City. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> he was the Russian. He was Alexander, the, Alexander, he was Alexander Petrovsky. Alexander Petrovsky. 
<laughs> he was? Yes, that was McKelvin Varishnikov. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why Trivia. that scene. So there, I, yeah, sorry, sorry, listeners. Uh, I have watched Sex in the City way more times than I've watched <laughs> Heart to Heart. Uh, when Alexander and Carrie go on their date to the art yeah. show uh-huh. with a woman that's that's pretending like to be in the morning. Marina Abramovic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when her, she leaves her purse in the in the taxi, and he runs after the taxi and does this beautiful leap. Uh, that was him being like, "I'm still a dancer." <laughs> and actually, shit. Th- th- I had no this idea. is making me really want to watch White Nights. Like, I think that we should watch White Nights, wow. which is, if I'm not mistaken, Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, yeah, yeah. and. And Isabella Rossellini. Oh my God. Who plays Gregory Hines' wife. So Gregory Hines is an American Mm -hmm. who is living in the Soviet Union. And of course, a world class dancer. (laughs) Yeah, iconic uh, Lionel Richie theme song. I actually, I think I called out White Nights last week when we were talking about this. You probably did. (laughs) Mm. And uh, wait, did we already say, maybe Ellen said earlier, two of the the cast members of this episode were, were. Ballet dancers from Barishnikov's yes. American company. Yes, Victor Barbie Yuri was mm-hmm. an actual. Uh-huh. You could tell by that, but you can tell. Yeah. Um. And and uh, Anna Rodzienko. Hmm. <laughs> I was I was so tempted to go Anna Duka Duka Anna Rodzienko, who is who is Michelle. She was also a dancer. I don't know that she was mm. uh, part of the Russian ballet, but she was a dancer. Mm. Interesting. I, I think Mark mm. Brechter, who was Vladimir Duka Duka. That's kind of blowing my mind. That what Bush I love is that the character of Yuri just completely dresses a la early 80s Baryshnikov with like the super dark designer jeans mm. and like the just that look like and the little boots. Are we gonna, let's better. let's get into the, let's get into fashion for a second because okay. you, you brought it up and I want to okay. I want to follow through. All right, Yuri is wearing these fucking suede boots that awesome. kill me. The, they are so specifically early eighties, like crumpled suede boot with a mm. pointy toe, and they're they're ecru. Oh my god! Like they—they they are not meant for men to wear. I—I I, I know that. That's—I'm sure many men could pull them off. Gender. He could not. Like that, he couldn't pull them off with his striped V-neck sweater <laughs> and dark jeans. He looked ridiculous. He looked like he. Oh my god! He looked like so many offensive things I could say. Like it was just—it was really bad. He his styling in this episode was just. Child who yeah. uh, is asking for a mommy. Well, he's supposed to have that artistic uh, temperament, and he's supposed to be bohemian child, really yeah, hopeful. I've, but child is a specific thing. Like yeah. It's, for me, that the styling on that character rang a hundred percent true. Hmm. Actually, like male ballet dancer in the early eighties, in the in the. <laughs> Late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Who's in love with a woman? Totally. Who's in love with a woman who he keeps um, making out with so awkwardly? Mm-hmm. He had a bowl cut, sort of too. His hair was a problem the entire <laughs> time. I was just like, "Is this the, that was another infantilizing portion of it for me?" I was like, "Yeah, that hair is like dirty kid. Like that's like he should have stink lines and be like asking <laughs> where peppermint patty is. Like it was really <laughs> fucked up. Like, Don't burn old, on pig pen." 
Pigpen. Hey, hey, I'm not fucking with Pigpen. I'm not fucking with Pigpen. That's my guy. Charlie Brown episode of. (laughs) It was there was some Charlie Brown crossover in this episode. There was dancing. It was Scooby Doo meets Charlie Brown. Repetitive dancing. Oh, I didn't really take umbrage with um with Yuri's look. I guess because I was just like, oh, yup. It just reminded me of a lot of images that I'd seen of, of Mikhail Bershnikov in particular. Cute. Just those boots really threw me. The boots really threw me because those are literally Molly Ringwald boots. Like I like oh. they're they're in not only are they in the intro scene to Footloose, but I do believe Molly Ringwald wears those boots in Breakfast Club. And she mm-hmm. probably got them from Bershnikov. Like it's very possible that she was like, Oh, those are cute. Mikhail Baryshnikov wears those. I'll wear those. Look, a slouchy boot. You, I think we can thank Duran Duran for that. True. But the pointy toe, the pointy toe was a bit, that, that was a step too far for me. <laughs> Sorry. He had one look that I, I super love. And I know this is, this is, you know, I don't think this is a secret that I love like a super open collar on men, like where it's like just creepy. Thing. Like, or I'm saying it's creepy. I don't find it creepy, but that's usually the way that people react. Oh, like to a it sleazy thing. For some reason, but I'm into it. And so Yuri does that with like a big ass medallion. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Do yeah. That. I love that. I thought he looked cute that's the like, entire time. I, th- I liked his looks. I, I liked his looks. The boots threw me. Hmm. I think that's fair. I'll have to send you guys some images from back in the day. Please, I like please do. Um, send them for the Instagram. Please send, send them tonight <laughs> so I can put them on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the instructor's leotard at the beginning threw me a little bit. I liked oh, it. Oh, I did too. But it I was thought he like, looked really good. <laughs> I was. It That's just came just out of nowhere. A normal practice leotard, yeah. right? Is it? it is. I I don't it know. Is. But and it was it was really very like open collar. Like neck, it went down to chest. you know <laughs> if he had cleavage that would have been like super cleavagey. Really? It also went down yeah. the, like near the middle yeah. of his back. Showed the his trapezius. But what was <laughs> Just, great because I thought he looked really good in that opening scene, and then when they show him later in a suit, I mm-hmm. thought, oh wow, you're like sixty. Yeah. Like <laughs> before that, I thought, well, you know, forty five. <laughs> he's just a fit. He's a fit dude. Yeah, totally. It just for some reason threw me, but for a second, and then I was like, "Oh, I like that so much." Yeah, <laughs> he looks good. great. It just looks like it's a good look. I don't know what about it. It was like a lot of skin or something, <laughs> like in so Jennifer's I face. I liked the cat masks that some of the dancers the the dancing clothes were out of control, wild. So much going on in all, everyone, but I liked the cat mask that Jonathan wore, and then the feather but realistic. Realistic, yeah. the clo- the ballet costumes. I Are, believe were they? Those, yeah, that looked to me very normal. During the dudes. performance? Yeah. Can we talk about the weird gate buzzer thing? Yeah. Did anybody else notice that? <laughs> I don't think I noticed, <laughs> noticed that. I don't think I noticed that. Um, so when the FBI agent, when S- Agent Sidney Marshall comes to the house and colossal misunderstandings uh, begin between the hearts and the FBI agent, um, they show his car like Max is all like, you know, buzzes the gate to let him in. And for whatever reason, they show the car and it's just, and you just hear the buzzer. It's like, <laughs> and the buzzer goes the whole time that we see Dramatic the car going into the gate the eight with the h the open <laughs> gate 
And then the buzzer goes, the gate legit, they film it long enough for it to close behind the car. I remember yes. that. Yes, I do remember yeah. this. Well, I think <laughs> we were distracted because Corey was looking at that H and just talking about how if you're the hearts and you don't really, you're um, there's always a plot to murder you, you probably shouldn't put, a put giant, an H on your giant gate. H on your front gate. And then Eric said, does that H form two J's when it's open? And we, I was so like fascinated by that. Mm. I was just, yeah, that <laughs> it was just white noise to me. Only for me there to was a way out. where you could get in long enough. Look at the open gate. To, <laughs> find that out. <laughs> it does not. It does not. It forms one J and then a sort one of an J L. and then it's kind of a C. Because <laughs> it's an H. <laughs> yeah. But that, how cool would that be if it was two J's when the gate was That would have been really cute if it was two Jonathan J's, but Jennifer. I don't think that that was. It's I don't not think like that having a was... racehorse named JJ Hart. Mm-mm, it's not like that. No. It's having not a very obvious mm-hmm. gate. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that was weird. <laughs> Jonathan had to say three hearts out loud. Like that was when, when the FBI know, agent what? was like, yeah, that was a good, sh- good shout out to the vanity plates there. Yeah, I, I need like the that. license number on your, on the car he took. And he says three hearts. Yeah. Very strange because that never came back. It was like, why did you film that shot? There's actually weird stuff too. Like when the joke that Max made that I called out as being sexist, where he calls Michelle a muffin, the muffin but then joke. prior to that, they're actually eating for breakfast a plate of little muffins. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, then that makes it almost like okay that he made that joke. Mm-hmm. Almost. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where the tumblers click. Yeah, right? Max but, says, that's one cute little muffin. Yeah, oh. and there's literally like a plate of little muffins. Um, muffins. When yeah. Jennifer was picked up her coffee from Max, had a cute <laughs> moment with Max in the kitchen, started drinking the coffee, and then Jonathan came in and said, is that for me? And she said, yeah. And then gave him her coffee. Yeah, the coffee that, that she cute. didn't slobber all cute. over. That was cute. Yeah. Oh, do you want, and she's like, oh, do you want some more? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I was so happy to see Max all, through this whole episode. Like, Max had yeah. lines. Max got drunk. Max danced. Max, oh, God. We haven't gotten to the dance yet. Mm. But, oh, oof. I can't. I'm going to have to excuse myself. <laughs> yeah, I got to go. Um, there was a conversation that I sort of wish went on longer, and perhaps I was just overly influenced by the buzzing gate, which actually came <laughs> later. But when um, Sabine and Jonathan are going back and forth in the first Cold War interaction of uh, the episode where he's yeah. like, no, and pretending he doesn't know what defection is, and Jonathan is mansplaining defection to him. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he says, you'll... Zabin says, you'll be hearing from my government. And then John's like, you'll be hearing from my government. And for some reason, maybe I was just already bored by then, but I sort of just wish they'd said that over and over and over again and just (laughs) gone back and forth. No, you will hear from my government. You'll hear from my government. You'll hear from my government. No, you're going to hear from my government. You'll hear from my government. That's what that entire conversation was, was was Zabin saying, saying something and then Jonathan repeating it to him with a slight slant. Yeah. Jonathan Amara splaining. I also feel like there's something weird about the an FBI agent coming over just because somebody like borderline crank called them about a dead ballet dancer. Yeah. Like we got a call. It's like I couldn't tell if the character was being covert because of mm-hmm. the cover up that happens later with Vladimir's stabbed to death. Oh my God, Vladimir body. Right. But when he the FBI agent is like 
um like somebody called us <laughs> yeah us. there was so a body, i came, I came the mysterious <laughs> agatha christie-esque a body at the theater mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody called us and told us there's a like a body at the theater so here i am and like we're just already saying the hearts are like oh so you there's a body like are you saying there's somebody dead and, and jennifer's just kind of having that moment of like huh like mm-hmm. Motherfucker, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think that moment only happened so that Yuri could find out that he's wanted for murder. That was 100% the only reason. Because he eavesdrops uh, from the kitchen. So that's basically why that had to happen. It's like somebody yes, had to come and. Why wouldn't you just say, we found a body at the theater? Because they didn't find a body. And, and Yuri, well, to say there's someone's been murdered at the theater and we think Yuri did it. Mm. Why wouldn't you just say that? I Instead of like know. the thing, like the crank call thing. Honestly, this to me that that all that's really not the most important question of this episode. <laughs> well, no, but like that that all made sense in heavy quotes. They needed that moment to know that um, he was. Wanted. It was also it it furthered the confusion for me of like what is happening right now, like what's going on, <laughs> and this is really just this dude Xander Berkeley trying to keep. A woman that doesn't want him. Yeah. And yeah. it was so I guess and that was so secondary to I the Cold War aspects you. of it. Mm-hmm. I still love you, but not in that but way. But not in that way. <laughs> yeah. I still love you. Also, Michelle openly smokes constantly, which was weirding me out. Like Which seems very ballerina, actually. One hundred percent. But she's yeah. also isn't she a little old? <laughs> Like, if you want to get real. To be a ballerina. Like, shouldn't she be, like, 16? Yeah, probably. Not necessarily. Really? I thought uh, Russian ballet dancers are, start when they're, like, They're, like, 12 but she's, or 13. <laughs> but she's not Russian in the uh, episode. Right, She's right. American. Yeah, all the people. I'm looking through the Bolshoi uh, Ballet Company's roster of dancers, and they are all born in 70s and 80s. So they are, like, in their 30s. Yes, just like me. I'm in my 30s. Yeah. You're in your 30s. <laughs> so you could still be a ballerina if you wanted to. Thank God. I'm about to go try out the Bolshoi. Is it open? <laughs> Is it the open calls open call tomorrow. To be in the- I'm going to finish this glass of wine in this yeah, podcast. I'm going to go dance. And I'm going to go dance. <laughs> Anybody can do it, apparently. Maybe, maybe there'll be a real bow and arrow that we have to stop. The dancer who I wanted to cite as the additional example, but I'm glad I didn't because I would have given her a last name that would be a hybrid of all these other not 16-year-old. Would you call it Ballerina dancers. So, yeah. Suzanne Farrell. She danced. I mean, this is actually blowing my mind. This is older than I thought she was in 1960 she received a scholarship to the school of american ballet first leading roles in the early 1960s she retired in 1989 mm-hmm. so so it's wow. thir- it's 30s yeah yeah, right. like 30s. Full, yeah company you're in your 30s um so I apologize. I was, I was totally being an asshole. <laughs> She's in her forties. No, I, I don't. It's I don't think it's a judgment call. It's just that there's so many delightful um, occupations where either you you physically age out, mm-hmm. whether because of your ability or or tra- the way you look or trauma. Um, 
<laughs> like yeah, continuous that, strain. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just physically hard. It's like it's ath- it's athletics, mm-hmm. right? So, I will you know. say that Yuri uh, uh, Yuri Rostov, Victor Barbie, who is mm-hmm. the actor that played that character. That I'm assuming that was him dancing in the final scene, like in the performance. I I, I believe that it was him. Wow, like impressive, like his leaps out. I his was double like, doubles. How are you not touching the ground for so They're long? They're knocking so his amazing. double doubles are knocking Joe out. His double doubles were animal style, and I'm they're so animal style. <laughs> he had extra crispy fries with menu. that double double. It was really cool. Like I yeah. I I I love dance. I love I love. Uh, I love it in a, from a distance Just because obviously I'm not. Get him in some tighter <laughs> pants, though. His pants are too loose; they're flying flying around everywhere. True, Look like Jinko jeans. I want to see. Uh, I want to see his double double. Mm-hmm. You guys never took dance classes when you were younger. Mm. No, mm, I did. I did ice dancing one time. I got tricked into it by a friend who then quit. And I just remember like a nightmarish moment of going out on the ice and it was all dark and there was a spotlight on me and I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was like I was like a kindergarten. It's like tots on ice. And I just was so scared. <laughs> I where's, that aw- where's that awesome friend now? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Prison? I think, yeah, they're probably in prison. <laughs> they're either in prison or they're dead. <laughs> or they're bartending in Whitefish, Montana. Yeah, knowing the way they fuck people over. I never took dance. I... uh I was forced into basketball, baseball. Um, and I think that was it. Those were my physical impositions. Mm. Uh, never dance. I probably would have loved dance. I mm. probably would have liked it too. For the record, there's no shade being thrown on bartenders anywhere. But that person that tricked Joe as a child into ice dancing is kind of a fucker. Hopefully yeah. they're different now. Ellen, did you take dance? Uh, y- yeah. Ice? Or fire. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I wanted. To, I don't really know how I ended up in the in dance classes. But suffice to say, like this is not a ballet body. Um, <laughs> nor was it. Uh, I was born despite all the Asianness to the contrary. I did take ballet for a while, much to my chagrin. I did like the costumes. Um, I took. Hawaiian dancing, um, or I should say hula dancing. I don't want to make it seem like I'm learning some sort of profoundly indigenous Hawaiian dancing. I, think, I feel like that was something that was afforded Pacific Northwest children. More hula so dancing? Than, yeah, more so than probably other areas of the United States. To this day, if I hear any, like, any snippet of any of those um hula songs i can fully do the entire routines which is whoa a very a very little value i would love to see it why didn't you do it at the bar <laughs> the song didn't come on next time we'll yeah. have Keith put on one well, of the you, songs yeah you, you you let me know when we're going to the hooky lao <laughs> um oh god i think that's the only kind of dancing but i love i love dancing as an adult mm-hmm. and i Learned ballroom dancing, not in an epic way, just personally, like normal person that's coming out wrong way. As um, <laughs> a normal swing dancing. And of course, I dedicated, you know, a couple years of my life to just teaching myself privately how to do all the disco dances that I ever dreamed Ooh, of. Nice. And, and that's my favorite. So I love partner dancing. I just don't have partners ever who dance. 
or partners ever hardly i mean i do sometimes but not really <laughs> i was a private dancer i was oh, yeah. a dancer I, for money i did i do what you want me to do uh love you tina i love dancing just the structure i don't know i don't know i feel like you have to be a much more serious person to be in the ballet that might be a misconception based on seeing black swan i'm willing to admit i don't know our entire knowledge of ballet (laughs) black swan really does i don't i know i saw black swan i don't remember too much about it i have very distinct memories of a part I think of Black Swan, it's Black Swan, that really distressed me. So it's possible that I did not watch the rest of Black Swan after I was saw it. Was it when she was pulling her hangnail? No. Um, Is there a part where she's pulling feathers out of her skin? Mm-hmm. Yes. For many years, I would have dreams that things were coming out of my skin or mm-hmm. that I would be in the most random places and look down and I would either have that kind of dream knowledge about yourself in the dream that you have, where I'm like looking down and I'm like, I know that I have these things under my skin and I have to get them. Like just, just, I couldn't even get very specific about what it was or why it was under my skin. Um, but these things that either, you know, you'd push on them and they would co- it would come out or I just knew they were in there and I was having some Ugh. sort of weird panicky issue. And so anytime there's something like that, now after years of having that motif or that symbolism appear in dreams that didn't seem to even be about it because the only other recurring dream thing that i ever used to have was i always dreamt about going into auditoriums and then that morphed into a thing where i always dreamt that i was going to see the beastie boys but then i never (laughs) ever did um see the beastie boys in my dreams although i saw them in real life but then finally i had like the (laughs) it's the classic thing where i had the dream that i went to yet another auditorium and then was informed yet again that the Beastie Boys were going to play and then the Beastie Boys finally came out and then I never had that dream again. Oh, wow. It was like a show you waited your whole life to see. Except I already saw them. In dreams. And I didn't see the actual, like they came out on stage in the dream, but I don't have a recall of them actually playing in the dream. <laughs> I had a flashback to Ottoman. What were their, ni- their names? Ottoman and Longknife or whatever from... <laughs> Was it Ottoman and Ottoman. knife and Ottoman knife, knife and, Ottoman and Ottoman when Jonathan threw that wicker chair in front of the KGB guy and mm-hmm. then he went flying across the room and then chased. And I was thinking they would just shoot Jonathan if he did that. I feel like he was stopping them from apprehending a murderer that they suspected. I think they would just shoot everybody in the room probably, but maybe they're not allowed to do that in America. Not if you're in America by mm. the permission of the United States government. Mm. Do you have any, if you're a member, if you're in the FBI and you go to a foreign country or you're in the, or whatever, or do you have any, you don't have any sort of Well, according to Lethal Weapon 2, right? you have <laughs> diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> so right, murder. but only if you speak Afrikaans. Yes. Uh. <laughs> if you want to shoot someone, it's fine. You have Diplomatic immunity. So you have a license to murder. <laughs> and a creepy fish tank in your office. <laughs> and um, if you have your floor co- covered in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Africans. Oh, I want to watch Lethal Weapon 2. Um, <laughs> oh, Patsy Kensett. Um, I know. Oh, Patsy Kensett. Um, it's my understanding that unless you are connected with Interpol, an organization Interpol. that we have already talked about, yes. that... Um, <laughs> You have to have an agreement with the country that you are going mm. in if you want to have any 
authority. Like it, like you don't, you can't just walk up in there and take somebody back because you want to charge them with murder here, right? That's why right. we're it's extradition, extradition yeah. about, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to that. You have to, not that people don't just send undercover people to just go and do whatever the fuck they want. Right. But. I love that heart to heart makes us think about these things and makes us go to Interpol's website that was so <laughs> fucking bizarre. Remember when we looked at that? I do. Yeah. It was so yeah. weird. <laughs> It was like I they, liked it. Yeah, it was like they were advertising for themselves or something. Yeah. They were. They were. It's well, but they knew we were coming because that Interpol website answers questions that people mm-hmm. have, which yeah. is what the fuck is Interpol? <laughs> yeah. What do we do? <laughs> is it time for pick, pick your, your poke? It is time, and I'm first, and I choose this the FBI agent that comes to their house. This man. He's like a budget Roy Scheider. Yeah, he does look like Roy Scheider in a good way. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But on the intercom, his voice seems to be um, John Forsyth. Mm. True. Also, who is this ballet also dancer? Also known as Charlie. Is that Yuri? That's Yuri. Is Yuri, did he have a, like a really stretched out crotch in the beginning when he was stretching and they were pointing him out? Yeah. That doesn't look like <laughs> him. Never mind. <laughs> Mine's that FBI agent. Ellen, you got one? Mm, not really. Yeah. Is it Yuri's double double? <laughs> yeah, this one wasn't. This wasn't my episode. I also didn't have one for this episode until we rewatched. <laughs> mm. And it's this. I don't feel good about this, but it's Yuri. Uh, mm. Yuri's cute. Like, Yuri's pretty cute. In this shot that I took yeah. a photo of. Damn. There's Well, there was also. Ellen Ellen brought up his like unbuttoned to the navel yeah. look, and I remember seeing that, in which being, I like, am a hundred percent for. So am I on on everyone. So am I. Everyone, all also, everyone. Me too. And I I was like, oh yeah, you're kind of cute. And then then I just started looking at Yuri second watch through and was like, <laughs> are you fuckable? Every gay man's dilemma: Are you fuckable? I know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard. I had no doubt. It's hard to figure so, uh, out. <laughs> uh, you know what we haven't yet to talk about? The fucking dance sequence at the end that is bonkers. It starts with a shot of freeway and like a slide whistle sound effect. Also, is that freeway? Because freeway looked uh, like he was on drugs. Like it's like freeway had discovered heroin. He lost grip on reality watching that <laughs> dance performance. Probably his hair was so long and straight, yeah. and he like he was just staring at the camera with this weird smile. Like I'm so high. Well, a slide whistle fuck. was like woo woo woo. Oh my god! Every time they showed freeway in that scene, <sighs> I cracked. Up, it was so funny. Or freeway. Ay ay ay. That scene was um a little mm. uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that was not good. And it's like, why are you with the singing in the rain stuff? Oh, that's a trivia, by the way. Uh so oh, yeah. Gene Kelly would come to Robert Wagner's house after his wife died and just console him, I guess. They were really good friends. Yeah, Gene Kelly's wife died of cancer around the same time i oh, believe wow okay. so it was like a they, they were and they were friends robert but, wagner and gene kelly like the musical stuff felt so ham-fisted into the episode in a weird way i think i think of stuff like that i mean i love gene kelly too how i love the gene kelly and all the dance movies and all the whatever um when they do stuff like the dance routine at the end and things like 
a Gene Kelly shout out. To me, it's just very much of the moment that the audience for Heart to Heart would connect with because it is yeah. their same childhood and an adulthood that's experiencing those kinds of entertainments and entertainers. And so that's why there's just a preponderance of what seems to us um, the Ville of Vaud um, <laughs> type of stuff. But of course, it's just very much their thing. Yeah. Like to do the yetta or to reference singing in the rain. And then there were some freeze frames of Jennifer. Like after they caught the murderer, they come backstage and they they so have this self celebratory thing with Yuri and Jonathan yeah. holding Jennifer up and and holding her aloft, and they freeze frame at the camera. Full on Muppet. It's that was very full Muppet. Muppety. But I just thought like maybe some dancing instead, since it's ballet focused episode. Like the musical thing. If you wanted to do those little joke side jokes, it would make more sense if they were going to a musical or being taking part in a musical for the main part of the episode, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying that it made sense, but I just mean like that's why it, it sometimes seems a little strange or old yeah, fashioned. Like the references. Like, right. Um, that's what audiences want. Like, to see. Uh, and when I say that, I'm also pulling in all of uh, Robert Wagner's impersonations, which also come from the golden age oh, of Hollywood. Yeah. So it's all kind of connected there. And are also to terrible. Their age and to, <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I think his Cary Grant's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, any notes, Ellen, before ratings? My notes say, just in line with all my notes ever, it says, muffin, muffin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can't remember what moment this is from, but I did write this down. And phonetically, it's the word worked. And then it says, out in capitals O-W-T because I think it's the scene where they're like feigning that Yuri's going to go back to Russia or whatever and one of the KGB people says I'm glad it worked out out <laughs> out and that's all oh and then it, of course it says I've decided to do something that may not please you which is not going to be on my tombstone but <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good tombstone is it come back to life is that what you're excited <laughs> to do <laughs> All you know, Joe, is I've decided to do something that may not please you. <laughs> may not please you. I love that. May is the operative word. May here. not please uh, you. Yeah. My only other note was Christopher. We haven't talked about Christopher, aka Xander Berkeley, at all, really. Mm -hmm. And I'm not surprised, really. He, all he did was huff and puff in his eyeliner. Yeah. And it was weird. But he, his apartment, <laughs> he had the dirtiest lampshade known to man like <laughs> it was it was obviously supposed to make him seem more villainous uh -huh. or like he was really uh -huh. downtrodden uh -huh. but his apartment was just like a bed and a lamp <laughs> and his lampshade was covered in soot oh. like what the fuck he, he it was disgusting i think unsurprisingly Corey called it out Corey did call it out <laughs> and it's i'm a sure lamp. that's lamp, why the lamp king why <laughs> A Roman, the Lamp King. Lamp, of Chicago. Lamp King. Corey Cook's um, the Lamp King of the Pacific. Like the Northwest. Lion King, but boring. <laughs> huh. I thought, I think I, maybe I was too busy paying attention to the phone conversation <laughs> that Christopher was having with Michelle, where she's like, okay, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. Bye, um, psychopath. And he's all, oh, 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 write me a letter or whatever. There's some weird exchange about writing letters at the very end. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh, uh, that's 
sad. It's like you're going to be on in prison, nut job. That's where you're going to be. I do remember the scene where he goes to Michelle's apartment, Michelle's giant apartment that was really yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the scene opens with her lighting a cigarette and then putting it down to answer mm-hmm. the door. And mm-hmm. the first time we watched it, I didn't catch her lighting the cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just <laughs> like she just goes and answers the door, and it's Christopher, aka Sandra Berkeley, and he comes in, and they have this is when she says the classic line, "I love you, but not in that way." Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a moment where he is his back is turned to the camera, and he's looking at Michelle, and it looked like he was on fire. Oh, there was just smoke the cigarette emanating from him, and I was like, "Is he on fire? Like, what did he run into a lamp? Did mm. what's what's going on?" Yeah, now I'm remembering. There's also something weird with the lines of the script with that, where Christopher is talking to her about how Yuri, of course, Yuri killed Vladimir. He's oh, he's always said that he wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, so and something else about oh, many times, of course, I have he did. He, of course, yeah. Um, but he, it's not what Yuri says. It's that it's when Christopher, it's before Yuri gets there and Christopher and Michelle are talking and they're talking about Yuri defecting and about Yuri supposedly saying he wanted to kill Vladimir. And Michelle says, he's talked about that for years now. Yes. And so it sounds like <laughs> he's fuck? talked about killing Vladimir yes. for yeah. years now when obviously she means that he's been considering defecting for years, but it, but it was like that's so weird. Yeah, she sh- she didn't she didn't say like he never would have killed him. The first thing he says when they she confronts him or whatever, asks him about it, he says, "Well, I haven't not thought about it." Like, I know he constantly just, is like, which is I, honest. Yeah. Oh, we, you know, we, you know what else we haven't talked about that when he decides to defect at the uh, at the Hearts party. He hides in Jennifer's closet. Oh, yeah. But that's the place where everyone who breaks into the Hart's house hides in their house. It must it's be. always in the dressing room. I yeah. seriously, always, like, when always. he when he appears before that freeze frame, I thought, is he going to threaten the Hart's now? Like, is he, he going to kill the Hart's and he has mm-hmm. nothing to do with any of this? That'd be cool. <laughs> also, or at that party. Maybe cool is the wrong word. Is there really a Russian tradition to hurl your glass into a fireplace after you have a shot? Is that I a real? That was a Greek tradition. I don't know. That Maybe seems, it is also Russian. It's a very expensive tradition, though. I d- I love that Max was like, "Nope." Yeah, in our tradition, we wash that. our glasses. Yeah, <laughs> I would not. We have an automatic dishwasher, a custom dishwasher. Maybe for like oh, very that. special occasions, you can hurl a glass. I love. I was so place. happy to see Max this episode. I was so happy to see him play drunk. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to see him just play and like have a part in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have. I would have preferred that he had something to do with the plot, but I. It was so nice to just have him around. Yeah. Do they, and they, they must say how Yuri and Michelle, their backstory, right? They didn't meet in this episode, right? No, because okay. they had been, they had been yeah. together for, they hadn't seen each other for two years. Okay. That we know. Okay. Um, but that they were, they were in love. Mm. We don't know how long before that two years of absence. <laughs> like he says, all I want is to be with this lovely person and dance. <laughs> Like he gives it a beat. I also do want to dance though. And he says, and why does it have to be so complicated? Because <laughs> he's like, I, I, I would like to have this bushy hair and boots. And boots. <laughs> he's why must it be so complicated? Why must it be so complicated? He's not going to give up his boots. Please forgive and forgot. 
can't be expected to give up his dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Forgiven, forgot. And then uh, when Jonathan gets the gun, he's he holds holds it so daintily, just like not. That's because he's taking the he's taking the clip taking out. The clip out, right? I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, did, what, uh, Joe, what did you think of the freeze frame of Yuri jumping between buildings? Oh, I thought it was great. I did There's too. some great freeze frames in this episode. Yeah. I mean, that is that to me was a callback to uh, Killer of Sheep, but it was like a really nice chance to do a freeze frame of, yeah. of action, like mm-hmm. which we haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. It's usually like a transitory freeze frame. I would have preferred if like, it was, you know, he does a ballet dance jump oh, over the building. So there was great. that scene, the, the scene where he's at Michelle's apartment and he, <laughs> he hears a knock at the door and he, oh, he like scurries. runs to go into the next room and he does like a full plie mm-hmm. and spins around before closing the door yeah. on point. So gracefully. It was really <laughs> Don't dancey. fuck with a nice. ballet dancer. They'll get you. No. They will get across a room quick. <laughs> <laughs> they can close a gap. They can leap. <laughs> yeah. Well done, ballet dancers. You guys are great. And well done us for talking about it. Yeah. We're really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ratings? Oh, God. Zero to five hearts, starting with Joe. Well, I'm still so confused about the episode because we were, I was pretty sloshed when we started watching it. Um, uh, but it was a fun night. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was fun to watch the episode, and it was a fun episode. So I think I'm going to go three, you know, Points taken for villain not being memorable, mostly, and then very confusing, some very confusing moments for me being drunk. <laughs> points taken, points given and taken for me being drunk when I first started <laughs> watching the episode and falling asleep. <laughs> Ellen? Um, I'm going to give it a three and a half because I do love ballet things and ballet adjacent things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just made me, this is going to sound weird, but it kind of made me nostalgic for a certain certain parts of the Cold War, certain things about the Cold War. And of course, just like, I absolutely loved that moment when Baryshnikov was just everywhere you looked. That was just like amazing to me. Um, and ballet, mm-hmm. whatevs. But um, also, now that I have my epitaph, I have to, I should actually give it a four because I have found my epitaph courtesy of this episode. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, um, three and a half. It didn't really work out. I am. <laughs> out. I am defect. Why did it get so complicated? <laughs> you'll be hearing from my government. <laughs> no, Ellen, you'll be hearing from my government. No, you'll both be. Well, hearing I from still my love you, but not in that way. <laughs> That's my question for every heart to heart episode. Why? Why is it so complicated? <laughs> All that fooling business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Primping behind my back. <laughs> um, I'm giving it a three. Uh, mm. I, Eric I, agrees with me for yeah. once. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I was never yeah. bored, but it's so dumb. I, I, it was a dumb episode. <laughs> it was, I, I, can't, I can't say anything good about like the story or plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. really it's, it, it was a corny, corny episode, Oh my god! but the fact that they moved it along the way they did and I was entranced by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a three. And I want to say, like, I'm thinking about why I'm taking points off though, that dance at the end, even though it uh. is the popular, you know, or whatever it's in the zeitgeist, 
I feel as they were doing it, they must have known that that was not going to age well, and it did not age well. I feel like there must have been... They did it with a silly spirit, which I appreciate, but they just knew that wasn't right, and they could feel it, and I could feel them feeling it. Also, Michelle, how do you watch that actor perform those lines in that way and think this is good enough to be on TV? That's so confusing to me. She was bad. I don't understand. She was bad. But there's so many people performing with her and watching her perform and just letting it happen. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't just go to the director and be like, we need to fire her. I think she was like a legit dancer, and I think she may have had more uh, of a role in, in it at some point. And they cut it down. Yeah, or she had a good agent. I don't know. Like, it, she yeah. was bad. Or she was like related bad. to somebody. I mean, her delivery was not good. I didn't think she was the worst that we've ever seen in Heart Heart, honestly, not by a long shot. But I liked her purple outfits, which I didn't mention earlier. And mm. I, um, I don't know. I thought there were some moments when it was just fine. But I also just appreciate that they hired actual ballet dancers yes. to be in the ballet episode because that's always better yeah even when the people are terrible true even when you know like they run a golden barbell boxing weightlifting bodybuilding place did tacoma just explode what happened (laughs) (laughs) tacoma's gone oh fuck climate crisis got it well guys my hometown is gone and (laughs) ellen is cinders i (laughs) i guess this is the last episode of it was murder (laughs) she'll be back oh out with them she's back She's back. Oh my God. She rose. Um, well, 9.5 is the score for this episode. That is right literally in the crevice between heart murmur and heart attack. Yeah. That's right where it should be, right in that crevice. I, I agree. I think it's where that, it belongs. That leotarded crevice. <laughs> uh, Ellen, please tell me what next? Do we see? <laughs> um, do we see what? So complicate. <laughs> uh, again, Joe, please stop primping at the back of me. <laughs> the back of me. <laughs> um, I'm so glad you asked. If if there was a question there, so I'm glad so I am. glad you asked it. <laughs> uh, originally airing on March 9th, 1982. Next week, we'll be talking about Deep in the Heart of Dixieland. Oh, shit. Not that kind of Dixie. Hmm? No, necessarily. Uh, the hearts become entangled in a disturbed woman's fantasies while attempting to clear a friend they believe has been framed for the murder of a seductive heiress. Every yep. element of that sounds so good to me. We will see. I hope it pulls through. We will see if it is. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so much. Uh, <laughs> sorry about a, this one. <laughs> this one. Wow. I'm not, I'm not sorry about it yet. I want to hear anyway, other people's ratings. I want to hear yeah, that more. If you're listening and you have opinions on this, please let us know. Best way is Instagram mm-hmm. at it was murder pod. And you can just send me a message. I'm the one that uh, does all the listen, the reading and mm. listening and listening to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also hit us on Twitter at it was murder pod. And if you want to email us at it was murder pod at gmail.com, I also check those. If you're having trouble finding these episodes, just Google the episode title and I promise you the episode will come up. Uh, but Freeway looked 
strung out and hilarious. And I, <laughs> I hope that he got the help that he needs. Good night, Freeway. <laughs> oh, you know, as Max says in this episode, may a sugar plum fairy dance on your pillow. Good night, Freeway. <laughs> I love that. Uh, good night, Freeway. Sorry it was so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> 